What do you mean? We haven't spoken in like a week. I don't know who you are. Right. Yeah, yeah. I figured we'd save it all up for the podcast. Uh, yeah, I just we normally talk like at least once a day. Um, yeah, we, do, like we usually do like stuff. a few minutes before the podcast too. Yeah, we like usually check in and and everything. Um, and we figured let's just get right into it. Yeah, we've been doing totally different uh, projects, and they don't really relate to what the other one is doing. So uh, exactly I'm to hear what you've been up to. Right. So uh, welcome back to I Hate the News. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With uh, Oz and you are? Sarah. Rosangela. Exactly. Yeah. We never do an intro, so I figured you might as well just say who we are first. But listening yeah. to the last few podcasts and going like, wait a minute, people have no idea who we are. <laughs> who the fuck are these people? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Though it is in the, uh, in the description, I guess. Yes. So what so, have you been up to? I was just about to ask you the same thing. Beach to the Punch Kid. What have I been up to? Um, been making music, to be honest. Okay, so we're, we're and back like, on that. We're back on that. I mean, like, that sounded really <laughs> condescending, okay? It sounded so bad. No, okay, so what I mean is you're doing... Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> you were doing your, um, you had a hundred days where you made a song every single day, and it was amazing. And right, then... right. No, no. <laughs> okay, so I wasn't sure if, like, you were doing that again, Um <laughs> That's What's really going on here is that um, I've been making a lot of music and I've been like uh, studying a lot and doing a lot of homework on how to record music and just like really trying to like learn so I can get better as I'm like recording music, which I haven't done before. I've been making beats before this, right? right. And so what's going on is that's taking up all my time. So you're like being a little passive aggressive. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, I just know that you had, we, the most, we've, the things we've talked about most recently were, were films and, <laughs> and you wanting to make another film. And so... Um, no, I know what you're saying. It's really no, but the music thing is always going on in the background because the film thing is something that I have to piece together slowly. I can't just go and like... I can't just say, decide today I'm making a film and tomorrow I'll make it, you know? Yeah. I have to put all the pieces together slowly. There's like the a music thing keeps my mind busy. Right. Yeah. Uh, so and plus it's a new challenge and I'm learning new things and it's making me learn new things about cinema and so forth. <clears throat> you have anything you're going to release soon yeah very soon probably next week next week i'll probably put out something um i don't think anybody's expecting what's about to come out you're the only person that kind of knows but i and actually, maybe one or two other people but um what but like like what like do we get a teaser well, i kind of don't want to say it okay so it's gonna be a total surprise no no <clears throat> teasing i mean may- maybe i'll i'll put it on the podcast next week and that's All where right. we'll debut it right that could okay. be cool that's I hadn't thought of that until just now. That'll be yeah. fun. So I'm going to probably put it on uh, on iTunes and um, I would see the one Google Play, all that stuff. <clears throat> I'm just organizing it all right now. So once I know when it's coming out, okay. I can uh, I can let people on. The reason I'm not letting on is because I'm really really trying to like think about the best way to put this out in a way where there's a little bit of conversation behind it. Okay. So it's not just like <clears throat> you know I tell people what it is now and then when it comes out everybody's kind of expecting it already, you know interesting i like the suspense yeah I, i'm thinking of it more like movies how i used to put out little teasers and things like that so i haven't quite figured out what i'm going to do yet so 
um, that's why I'm like hesitant because I'm still figuring out what the concept behind the whole thing is going to be. But, uh, but I am recording and it's been really fun. And um, like I said, I'm learning new things, which is really cool. Not, not just about music, but by learning new things about music, I'm learning new things about movies. But like, like, you know, like I'm approaching, like, so I'm learning something about music and then like, I'll figure something out creatively and I go, why haven't I tried that in cinema? Like, why haven't I tried that when I make a short film or, or a movie? Well, I was and, actually here. Go ahead. Yeah, go on. And then suddenly it opens up like a new doorway to some, to a problem that I had, maybe like a blockage that I had maybe in movies or something as okay. a director. And it just, you just, you just realize a new way to approach it. And it reminds me of that, that quote, um, who is it? That guy, that, that samurai guy that had that quote that was, uh, uh, how'd it go? Um, God damn it. I'm trying to remember. Um, <laughs> some, no, you know it. I say it all the time. The one about, uh, you see, once you see the, uh, once you see the way, once you see the way clearly or something, then you see it. <laughs> Fuck. I can't remember. I'd rather, I'd rather get it right. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea being that once you, once you conquer one, um, uh, art form or any kind of like whether it's a sport or an art form or anything else any kind of skill right right you it, it it opens up your eye to everything else in the world that people do and how those things could be approached and suddenly bec- everything becomes more accessible because that one thing that you conquered shows you the path on all the other ways too and and i'm realizing that now learning about music that it's opening up all these new doorways and movies that i never would have thought that it would you know it's like, it's like virtues, how they say, like, if you want to grow in virtue, you just pick one out of all mm-hmm. the list, you know, of, mm-hmm. of possibilities. And, and you just focus on that because they are all interrelated. So as you become right. more skilled in, in one, you'll naturally improve your abilities in others. Right. Exactly. That's kind of what it is. And you just, you just I, don't, I don't know if a lot of people get to experience that because most artists kind of dedicate themselves to one you know, medium their whole lives. Right. Well, I was curious um, Mm -hmm. because you'd mentioned that when you are, uh, like when you do music videos um, or when you work with musicians or or rappers or, and you collaborate that they all, um, they all really are intrigued by your, your film background. And they all notice, even I think before you ever did, how that influences your music. Yeah, that's actually a really good um, point because um, a lot of people that, well, first of all, when people go go to my music, the first thing they notice is I make films too, right? Right. It's like that's one of the things I think sets me apart from like everybody else making music is that I'm actually doing like a bunch of stuff, right? And um, and what was your question again? It wasn't so much a question as it was an observation about how. Uh musicians and and rappers that you've worked with right how how movies inform my music or whatever yeah no Mm -hmm. it's uh, the first thing somebody said recently that that really kind of stuck with me was uh, they said that my music's cinematic you know and and it definitely is because that's kind of like you know because i i grew up making sound like one of sound was like score film film score that's kind of what i was making and and also then i combined that with hip-hop and there were beats and so on but um but at the end of the day, it was like meant to accompany visuals, you know? And then now that I'm making music that's supposed to stand on its own, it definitely has an element of that. And, and I really like that because that means it had its own thing. Like, wh- I can't remember who said this, but whoever pointed this out, like it was like a friend of mine, said, mm-hmm. that, um, said that that's, that's, that's what's cool about the music is that it's not like everything else. It's a little cinematic. And that put a little like, you know, uh, a little fire for me. And I was like, okay, I can do this. Like I get a little something to bring to the table. 
Yeah, that's what it is. You just need to hear like how you how people perceive you, and if there's something that you can bring to the table, like you said, that's unique. And when when I realized, oh yeah, cinema is totally my thing. Like I need to lean into this. You know, I'm, I mean, the stuff that you've heard that I've shown you that's going to come out like soon. I'm yeah. sure you kind of can tell that it's a little bit cinematic, you know, even though yes. it's yeah. I and I think you've definitely leaned, <laughs> you've definitely leaned into it um, more because I haven't actually heard the like updated versions. I've just heard like you've heard a couple. couple I've I've several versions ago. Yeah, because because I find that if I show people like every single update, um, like your your ears aren't trained for it, so you just notice these subtle differences. And what happens is the song starts to become numb, right? So right. if I show you another version, like let's say in a couple of days, that's like you know, miles different than the last one, you're going to notice it. True. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't want you to get demoitis, right? Which is like when you really start to like <laughs> know the song and then whatever new version there is, you're just like, yeah, I like the old one, you know? Well, I, I am waiting to hear it. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm right in the thick of it right now. This probably, I have this, you can probably tell I have a little bit of a nervous energy. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And it's because my mind is racing with like, like um ideas and uh and um uh just like what i need to get done today just studying and 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 applying certain things experimenting so that i can you know put this thing out next week or whatever i'm no it's it's interesting to like see you in this element um and like in this place because it's it's kind of like when you are when you're filming like when you're on set Mm. it's like that same kind of like that makes sense I'm used to seeing you when you're like in editing mode. So it's like, I think right. maybe editing film and editing, like, you know, a little more chill. Song, it's, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like there, there are more breaks involved. And actually I've realized something with me. It's like when it comes to like, whether it's movies or music, the one thing I've realized is like, there's a certain bit that where you're like, we're experimenting. You're trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. like a new problem that you've discovered and you're like, Oh, I, I really got to figure this out before I can do this. You know, like, like let's right. say record vocals. Now I need to figure out like, what's the best way to do that with the equipment that I have. Mm-hmm. And, and now what happens with me? And that's probably why you've noticed I get a little distant. Like I don't talk much for a bit. Like the last couple right. of days we haven't talked and stuff. And it's because what's happening is that um, I have to go into this really insecure place because I have to learn new things that I don't know. And it makes me feel really intimidated. It makes me feel like, why, do, why does that person sound like that? Why do I sound like this? You know what I mean? Like, ah, why am I not okay, there yeah. yet? Yeah, so there's a lot of that going on. And you can't, you, you can't explain that to people because you're in this super vulnerable place, like at least I am, where I'm like learning super fast. I'm super vulnerable. And, and the learning super fast comes from this fear of like, I suck, you know? Yeah. And, and, and in that place, I don't like talking to people because I'm like... I have this nervous energy and I'm not focused on what they're saying. And I just want to get back to it because I'm like a little scared. You know what I mean? Cause right. I want to get, and then as soon as I figure it out, I mean, you've, you've probably seen that a few times now, as soon as I figure it out and then I'm back to like actually making the thing because now I have learned this new thing then I'm fine again. I, it's just, it's just climbing that mountain. I got to climb it alone for a bit or I like, because I'm just not like, I'm not like mentally healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? No, it's no, it's it's definitely like intriguing to watch though because everybody has their own uh, process, their own process. Yeah. And the thing is, like, as I've gotten older, and so like I've been an artist in my teens, I've been an artist in my twenties, and now like an artist entering her thirties. Um, and your process, more or less, stays the same. I think it's just about how comfortable mm-hmm. you come with it. Yeah, and so, that's exactly right. That's, yeah, you lean into it more. Be, 
And you start yeah, see, and the more you lean into it, the weirder you seem. Yes. Whereas like I still am at that point where like I'm I'm kind of like, oh maybe I can change this about myself or I can do this or do that. Yes. But like yeah, a couple steps ahead of me and you're like, nope, like I'm just gonna lean into my weirdness and, and embrace yeah, I've just realized because because when you, if you don't, all you do is like you wonder why certain people, you know, get so much done or why they have a distinct voice and this and that. But what you realize is that what you're doing is you're not just being yourself. You're not really leaning into it, you know. And the mm-hmm. minute you do, the minute you do, like your your art becomes better, everything becomes better. But what it is is, is it is scary because every few, let's say every few weeks or like every couple months, I have to dive off this like, you know this diving board into the unknown where I have to learn new things that I don't need. Like I never thought I could like put out music. You know what I mean? Right. It, I had yeah. to do it for a hundred days straight I, for a hundred days straight. And I had to kind of like embarrass myself online with like, if you listen back to the original, like the first like 10, 20, they're really rough compared to the last hundred. Right. The last 10, I mean. Right. And, uh, yeah. and some of that you have to look like a loser and you kind of know there's better professional musicians <laughs> looking at you and going like, Oh, like, okay. Nice try, you know, but, but they but also, it, but it's part of it. Something similar. Yes, exactly. Like they, and anyone who's worth their salt has been through that process. And the more you do that publicly, which has really kind of been my thing the last little while, the more you kind of show your process publicly, the more fearless you become because you've already embarrassed yourself. It's not a big deal. And people still respect you and they're still looking at your stuff, you know, um, exactly. it's, and um, you get better. It's a public Public learning, I think, is kind of what I'm calling you, where you kind of just go, okay, this is where I'm at. Now, this is where I'm at. Now, this is where I'm at. Um, it, uh, one, the feedback keeps you going. And, um, and I think that, 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 that's like a real strength. I lost my original point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like totally loving this nervous energy you have right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all because I've been listening to like um, hours and hours of like podcasts around sound recording and um and also what's weird is it's not just one thing because i'm i'm listening to sound recording at the same time i'm trying to learn new new tricks of writing lyrics okay and a whole bunch of other stuff and the way i learn best is when all that stuff is happening at once and i'm just in this like download mode you know okay and i'm and i'm I'm taking an hour here to learn about music an hour here to learn about lyrics but what happens is i uh I become scattershot for a bit. And that's why I'm distant. Like I used to think like I was going crazy, but now I've realized it's my process. I need a day or two to just kind of like learn my shit. And then I'm back and I'm back to my like mellow, chill, like nothing bothers me. You know? That's <laughs> <self>. <laughs> so yeah, that was my long winded response. No, I could catch up. I feel like I'm caught up to speed now. I know where you're, where you're at. Exactly. It probably all makes sense considering our exchanges the last couple of days where I'm probably just coming off like I'm crazy. Well, there's just like a lot of links. Like the only conversations we've had are like <laughs> links. You're like, here's I'm a sorry. track, here's a podcast, here's Dan Dash, here's and I'm like, who, who are you? It's it's that's exactly what's happening. And when I, when I have all these windows open and I'm like, you know, looking at Dame Dash, but then Dame Dash says something which makes me open this window to look at this reference of like, you know, some instrumental track that like he's mentioned, and that now that's t- spun me down some new rabbit hole. You know what I mean? Yeah, and no, it's- that's how I learn. And then, like ten minutes later, I'll go back to Dame Dash or back to something else. And it's so scattershot. If anybody else was watching, it would look like I'm some crazy teenager. But I level up really quickly when I decide that I want to learn something. It's just I, be- I become zombie-like for a bit. No, I love I love like learning about other people's uh, processes. You know what? You just one last thing on. 
sorry, but one la- one last thing on that is just that people who uh, there was a couple people online who like I was interacting with them on, and I and I kind of disappeared. Yeah, and I know they're thinking the same thing. Like, was it us? <laughs> and no, I'm like, no, no, it's- no it's, this is what happens. <laughs> It's just him. Yeah, I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) The good thing is it used to drive you nuts, but you've kind of like figured it out. Yeah. I think, like you said, you just, you you get to a point, like an age where you just know who you are and and, Mm -hmm. uh, like you you feel confident enough to just stand in that, in that Mm -hmm. knowledge and that power. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like overall, like anybody that knows me knows I'm solid. It's just that they know, oh, okay, he's having a spell, you know, Uh some, some creative is about to happen. Anyway, um, what's been going on with you? I, I think I've tr- kind of just like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not receded, mm. but I've kind of like removed myself from um, the internets. From the internets, and also <laughs> like my local, my local community as well. Um, and I read this interesting article um, by. Um, a, a woman named Nicole Froyo. Okay. I okay. I actually, so um, I, I'm going to be talking a lot about uh, Latin American literature. And so I've had to look up how to properly pronounce a lot of like Spanish uh, last names. So if I mispronounce <laughs> them in this podcast, I'm, I'm super sorry. I did like listen to really bad audio recordings on YouTube. Right. Of, like, how At the end of the day, you are just white. I know. And there's, there's no escaping like, how how well can you expect a piece of bread to like pronounce a name? You know. Yeah, like um, as as a as like a brown person, like just growing up around other brown people, we totally graded white people differently when it came to pronouncing things. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like they, like, they can they can only pronounce their own things. They can't. <laughs> they can't pronounce their mouths anything. don't move properly. Um, their own. <laughs> well, actually, I want I'm going to uh, talk in a little bit about. Uh, you know, um, how much I love reading in translation. Um, right. and, and it kind of talks a little bit about that. But, uh, but I read this article called Social Media is Ruining My Relationship with Books. And wow, so obviously, that, I had to that actually that hits me hard. <laughs> no, yeah. And so I clicked on it because I was like, this seems super relevant to my life. And what was yeah. really interesting, and, and I'll um, retweet, retweet her article. Um, was that she talks about how because social media is so fast paced, uh, and and a lot of people, you have these like beautiful accounts on Instagram where people are like talking about their books and and what they're currently reading and and it's yeah. really great to have this like reading community whether mm-hmm. it's on Instagram or Twitter or what have you, um, but a lot of people get the feeling that they're not reading quickly enough. Like oh, I haven't read a hundred books in a year. Um, right so much catching up to do and that's how I used to feel and she talks about how like she um she struggles with with mental illness and Mm. and also English is her second language and so she's like there's a little bit of like ableism in like this this expectation that I have for myself because of like the societal pressure of of social media to read you know, as much as these other, the people in my communities are, and then I feel bad about myself. Um, right. I relate to that. I had to like cut myself off of like Goodreads and, uh, and like my Twitter community from like, and my Instagram or whatever. Um, 
and just enjoy books that I want to enjoy. So like not being influenced to read like the newest thing. That's exactly yeah yeah. I'm the same with movies now. Like, what do I want to read? It doesn't have to be current. It doesn't have to be fashionable. Like, what do I actually want to read? Um, And then feeling okay if like I only read a book a month and that's okay. Um, And so that was. Yeah, exactly. Um, And also the fact that, like, you're reading a book in a language that's not your native language, that's amazing. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I read that, and that kind of helped me look at my relationship with with reading differently. Like, Mm -hmm. on top of just the fact that, you know, you'll end up mindlessly scrolling the internet for hours instead of, like, sitting down and, like, really allowing yourself to get absorbed in a book because we have no attention span anymore. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I actually, I don't know if I told you, I deleted my uh, Twitter just because I was going to work and doing all this stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so I deleted it off my phone. I always do that when I, when I have to go to work. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I, because you know how I didn't, I, like most people don't know this, but you know, I, had, I didn't have Twitter and, and Instagram and Facebook for like a year and a half. Yeah. Right. And it was great. Like, it was like the best I ever felt. The reason I went back on was to be able to like promote our podcast and so forth. But, um, right. but not having it is exactly what, what, what you're saying is like, it was so like the last few days has been so relaxing and I've been so much more focused enough. Like I was telling you about downloading and learning and stuff. It's because I'm in this. Nothing's distracting me. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely helped me like regain a little bit of my. Uh... Personal space. Well, it's just my personal space. And like, also just like reading the things that I, that I want to read. It was a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think I talked last week about how I haven't been super inspired and I knew that I just needed to like yeah. hunker down and like surround myself with like beautiful things. And, um, and you're probably, really a lot of people inspired. are probably like you and I too, in the sense that if you, when you're not inspired, it's probably has a lot to do with the fact that you have too much social media going on. For sure. That's 100% yeah. an issue for me. Um, and, and also that like a lot of my very good friends um, in, in real life and on the internet, so, for, for example, love English literature. They love it. Right. And um, I haven't, I have read some English literature, like some classics. Um, but so I, you but feel I, like a little weird about not having read it all? I wanted to kind of, I thought that I wanted to work my way mm-hmm. through some of the ones I haven't read. That this is so familiar, go on. <laughs> um, so I was like, I'm going to read Wuthering Heights. I'm going to read Jane um, right, because you you want to f- be the person that has read those things. Right, I want to read, uh, yeah. you know, Austin's uh, Mansfield Park because I've never read that one, and I and I want to just preface mm-hmm. what I'm about to say with the fact that I do quite enjoy uh, some of Austin's work. Mm-hmm. My mom's favorite writer, I think. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does make sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I adore your mother, um, but <laughs> me too. But she's so like. Because Austin's all about like morality, right? Yeah, and like there's there's humor, properness, like, uh, yes, kindness. Well, your mother's like this like regal like yeah, lady in exactly. the traditional sense of like what a lady is. Mm-hmm. So, that makes, but like that just proves my point because I'm not a lady. Um, <laughs> and the thing is that so I'm trying to get through Mansfield Park right now, and um, I have picked it up and put it down several times last year. And, and then this year I was like, you know what? It's, I told myself it was my, my attention span. Oh, it's social media. If I, if I walk away from social media for a little bit, I'll be able to like get, you know, get my attention span back and like really get through this. Yeah. And the thing is, you can't. I think I just hate English literature. 
<laughs> and I talked about whether I don't think that's true. But you know, but yeah, a on. lot of these these classics, like there are some of them that I that I do enjoy. However, it's like yeah, what I'm learning is that I think that my desire to read those things is is external, and it comes from the fact that I feel like maybe I should want to read them. It's societal pressure, yeah. Like I, yes, because yeah, I, I, I have read like, a lot of things because of that. <laughs> Because what I end up what I end up doing is that like all of all of like my Catholic friends, for example, um, are are well versed in in like English literature, and so I can't. I love listening in on those conversations, but I don't. But a lot of that is contribute. But a lot of that is pretentious, and and I I, I don't mean to be like, but like because we have those conversations too, is like with film people and stuff. But what it is is a lot of it is just like, like, it's like a cottage industry around a certain type of like literature or whatever, right? That maybe doesn't even really exist anymore, you know? I know, but like the thing is that I, it's definitely pretentious, but like also I'm a little bit pretentious. And, and right, but who is it? Who isn't? So am I. That's, but, yeah. but I'm, saying, I'm, I'm okay with saying that because like I do come from like a mostly academic background and like those other conversations that I am comfortable having and that's okay. I've come to There's nothing wrong with that. What I'm saying is that, um, uh, actually I don't even know what I'm saying. Continue. <laughs> um, but this, is, this point is not important enough <laughs> a, a lot of a lot of the things that i have found myself really actually enjoying reading um, are things i've recommended here before um like i just devoured all of um Jibalahiri's work last year right yeah um, and you enjoyed year, that right yes this year i read everything that um hisham matar the libyan um I... Um, I really think you got to follow your natural curiosities. Right. And that's, that's kind of what I've, what I've been learning is that mm-hmm. I'm much more interested in reading work that is in translation, at mm-hmm. least in this period of my life, the last few years or so, um, than anything else. And, that's interesting. And so um, right now I have kind of fallen down this rabbit hole of like Latin American writers, okay. which, is not, which is not anything that I've really um, done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, anyway, it was, it's been really interesting to, to kind of experience because um, I came across the work of Luisa Valenzuela. Okay. Probably not pronounced correctly. Crossing um, my fingers here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I read this interview with her. Um, I believe it was like in 2001 in like the archives of the Paris Review in which right. she talks about how... Um, Americans consider her work, um, or not just her work, but like the work of a lot of Latin American writers to be surrealist. And that's, okay. that's part of the reason I've always kind of shied away from it because I don't generally like to uh, read right. that kind of work. Um, mm-hmm. And she's like, this is always like really like disturbed me because I don't see my work that way at all. Um, she's like, my work is hyper-realistic. And I think what the confusion is, is that... Um, because we write in like Spanish and Portuguese that our um where our grammar is more fluid okay. that there's there's a fluidity in our work naturally when it's translated that is not there <clears throat> when something is written in right, English, which is right. a very cut and dry sort of Yes, yeah, so it could almost be a cultural linguistic thing like Yes. Right. And so she's like, our, you know, our work as a, as a genre, as a, um, 
as, as Latin American work, I think is wholly misunderstood because it's only seen through this lens. And anyway, it was, it's a really interesting interview. Again, I'll link it. Um, but it's, it's changed the way that I approach um, uh, novels written by uh, Latin American writers. So I've tried to... Oh, okay. Some, so I've you try to get... So, to say that again? I've added some to my list. I took off some of the like, you know, classic English novels. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I told myself that I needed to read, and I've but, added some other ones, and I feel like um, a, a lot better about like, okay, I'm going to be more inspired because I'm not forcing myself to spend time reading something that I don't actually want to read. Yeah, I, I actually think that's a really good thing because when you, because when I was younger, I used to like force myself to watch everything, and I think there's a period in your life where you got to do that because you're just trying to get the lay of the land, you know. Yes. Um, but as you get older and you have less and less time, um, I think it becomes more important to kind of like follow your kind of curiosity. Because even when I look back at that time, the stuff that really stuck with me the most, like it is actually the stuff that I was naturally kind of gravitating towards. Yes. And I find that a lot of artists who um, like very, very, I hate, to, like, I hate using this word, but like pretentious in the sense I mean by um, like they've overthought it, right? Like they're really okay. trying to impress you. It's really heady, this and that. And it's because like they've went and educated themselves on all the art and they know which ones are considered the greatest. And now they're trying to emulate greatness. Right. Mm. And I, and I think true greatness is inside of you, meaning like it's already there. You, you just don't trust it. And instead you're trying to sound like other people. And we all go through this through, through, I think like a time when we do that, I definitely did that, you know? Yeah. And, and now I'm starting to realize that like my best stuff is the stuff that like, even before I've consciously thought about it, like before I started mm -hmm. to edit it in my mind, it just kind of comes out. And I think the more you follow your curiosities, the more you train yourself to, to uh, listen to your impulses as, as an artist, you know, instead of like going, yes. hmm, would they like this? Hmm, would this be the right move? Hmm. Instead, it just, it's just like, what's going on with me right now? And you just start speaking and it's kind of stream of conscious. Next thing you know, it's coming out on the page, you know, and yes. you can't do that with everything. You can't do that with screenwriting and stuff. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how to do that with screenwriting, but, um, but with poetry, you could definitely do that. So I, I can see the advantage in that. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, it definitely trains you to, to trust your instincts. And also then when you feel confident in your ability to do that, you are, like you said, able to be a lot more um, expressive and creative and bold in, your, in those are Yes, yeah, exactly. And also, I've been thinking about this a lot, so it's interesting that you brought this up. I'm thinking a lot about, like, like um, you know, like certain rappers will say that, uh, that like, like somebody like Jay-Z, he would listen to a beat and he would just start rapping. You'd let him think about it a little bit and he'd start rapping. What, what it was is like, so I guess the idea is that at some point you're going to sit down and you're going to write lyrics, right? Mm -hmm. And you're going to be coming up with those lyrics. You could, you're going to be pulling them out of your imagination and putting them on paper, right? Right. Why can't you do that when you're recording? It's the exact same thing, except you're giving yourself this extra preparation where you're like, okay, like I'm giving myself this cushion, right? So when I, when I go to record, I have lyrics ready. And, and, and the idea is I've thought about them so much that they're like, you know, my message is very clear and this and that. But then there's also this other style where you just kind of like go to the mic. You don't know what you're going to say. You start saying things. And, you know, within a few minutes, you catch the wave and you catch the rhythm and something just starts coming out. And you look back and you go, holy shit, what did I say? Yeah. And Future has been taught like Future, you know, you know Future, right? I do. Yeah. The rapper. I, I am with it. Yeah. Well, he's released so much music in the last few years and so many hits. And they've asked him, like, how do you do it? And he says he had a breakthrough. He realized at one moment that, like, how to make a hit. And he had one. And it was when he finally just gave up on, like, 
trying to figure it out. And he went up to the mic and he just said some shit. And until something sounded right. And then his editor kind of edited around into a song or whatever, his engineer. Mm-hmm. And that became a hit. Right. So I've been thinking a lot about how, like, the closer you get to the heart and the closer you get to the gut with your, with your art, the, mm-hmm. the more it resonates with other people. So it doesn't even matter what he's saying. It doesn't matter. It's just that it's like, it's a moment and it just, he caught it, you know? And again, it's because like he has a very strong sense of writing. He, he's he's put in the hours so he can do that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and there's definitely a training involved in order to be able to do that. You can't just do that right away. But, uh, but yeah, I thought that what you said kind of goes into that. Like, it's about all about it following your impulses. Because when I used to not follow my impulses and, like, really try to, like, understand what the academics said and what the critics said and this and that and try to, like, gear my taste towards that, like, to, like, festivals and this and that, I, I just realized I got lost. Because none of that was really me. It was me saying, oh, I can do that. I can do this. I can do that. Well, it's replication, right? Yeah. Also, a lot of it's ego. True. Yeah. But that's, that's where I'm at right now um there was something else i wanted to talk about uh did you see the oscars no okay so (laughs) what do you want to talk about (laughs) (laughs) well tell me tell me about about were they different than they usually are i never tune in because it's just like white people patting white people on the back i I don't even disagree at all i only watch them because it's a family tradition like me and my brother have watched them since we were kids and you know like cinephiles right but over the years we both come to like no, but we hate them now. We've hated them for years, but it's just a tradition, right? And, and <laughs> it is fun. It's a tradition of people gathering together to hate the same things. <laughs> right. No, but then we end up enjoying it when we're watching it. And then, you know, but for totally different reasons. It's just more like nostalgia and family time, you know? Which is a um, good, good enough reason. Yeah. And it's kind of cool to see certain people's careers get turned around when they, when they get that nod. And um, I think last night there was a couple of times where certain people finally got the nod and that was nice. Like it was really cool to see Frances McDormand get to win because she's been so like amazing for so many years. And like, I don't know, kind of slept on, you know? Yeah. There's a few other people like that, but uh, yeah, but it was, it was smooth. It felt really smooth and easy and just like relaxed. And there weren't any like hiccups and nothing super special, but it was nice. Like it was like, I was surprised at what a, what a, like a positive feeling I got out of the whole thing. That's interesting. Do you think that they've learned from like all of their blunders? They seem like... a lot more self-aware this year. Obviously, they're still doing their um, like really pushing their like you know white guilt. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, but other than that, like it was classy, and there was also a lot more like hip hop, not hip hop, well, hip hop too, but a lot more like black and urban kind of representation. Good. And so so the mute like I hate the musical numbers in at the at the Oscars because they're always these like pretentious like you know um ballads like nobody listens to you know like the, like it was on soundtracks for some reason they're huge but you don't know a single person who knows it you know and then um but this year because a lot of the movies they nominated were more of color and stuff a lot of the music was like they had like you know uh like blues music and gospel and that kind of stuff up there and it was awesome well, now it made me feel like I should have I should have watched it or something. Um, it there was it wasn't anything important. It was just really one thing I did notice. I wonder if anybody else who watched it noticed was that the I think the uh, the production design and the set design and the way they shot it. Mm-hmm. I, I've never said this, but it was kind of like stunning. And like I wonder what they did. It's it's like the Oscars have never felt that like majestic and grand to me the way they did it. So it was really interesting. It was like visually, it was like it really felt like whoa they went all out. 
But, like um, it was finally everything that it claimed to be all this time. Maybe, yeah, yeah, exactly. But also maybe a little more. Like it looked, it just looked really big. And I, I, I me and my brother kept looking at each other, going like, "How did they do that? Like, how did they make it look so grand and majestic? And the colors, the lighting's perfect, everything." Not that I, I mean, I don't even love the Oscars, but like watching it was like, you know, like I said this earlier, it just went down easy. Ooh. Like I wasn't like, there was no moments where I was sitting there going, what the hell but, am I watching? It was just Which easy, is you know? nice though, because I mean, I feel like that's the kind of thing that awards. That's what are, it should be. Yeah, yeah. Are supposed to be. They're just supposed to be this kind of like beautiful, regal event that, is, you know, is an honor to like. The and there were a lot of funny moments too, which is you want to laugh a little too, right? Of course. Yeah. So. All, I wish I could remember some specific moments, but it was like on Sunday and we're doing this on Wednesday, so I've forgotten so much of it. I know, we've been <laughs> a little bit behind. Um, it's okay. Exactly. We do one a week, so that's good. Exactly. Um, Any recommendations? Let me just see if there's anything else that we needed to talk about. Um, no, okay, recommendations. Uh, I have something, do you? Yeah, go first, though. Okay, I've got this. Okay, so you know Russ, right? The rapper Russ? Yes. He's So he's part of a I guess it's like a team or a collective called uh, Demon or Daimon. Okay. I'm um, spelled D-I-E-M-O-N. That's like, you know, okay. their wild machine or whatever, you know? Okay. And, uh, and he's got a couple of friends that he's got with him that we don't really know yet, but they've been like, you know, on a couple of features here and there on one of his songs, right? Mm-hmm. And this is one guy, Bugus, who's, who he's constantly mentioned. He's like, on Twitter, he always goes, you know, Bugus is next. Like, that's the next guy that's going to blow up. And so I've been paying attention for about, I don't know, six months or so. Mm-hmm. just kind of like listen to song here and there download it and the last like few months i've really started to like he's got a lot of music on uh on apple music just like russ right and it's the same imprint russ produces a lot of his music okay they're like best friends right it's like it's like a team i guess and um and so yeah bugus has a lot of music on apple music if you go to his uh to his page b-u-g-u-s i'm sure spotify everywhere else too you can just go through it and there's so much you can make your own playlist they're all singles right all right. Just like just like Russ does, they even kind of look like Russ's covers, uh, because it's the same team, and um, it's just really dope hip hop. Like, I have to be honest. Like in some ways, I even like it more than Russ. Like Russ is like more, I don't know, self esteem music and kind of lit. You know, like it's just fun music. But um, uh, but uh, what's his name? Boogie says the bars. Like it's just bars. So if so, you like bars and hip hop, just go and check this guy out. He's really yeah, dope. Please. I think he's going to blow up soon just because he's associated with Russ. But uh, he's actually really. Yeah, my first thing was, OK, this guy's associated with Russ. Russ is going to push him. He's his homie. Like, he's probably not that good. Or he'd already be big, you know? Right. But no, they're being they're being really smart about it. They're doing one first, you know, let Russ kind of get his thing. And once he's established, then push, push the other guy, then push the other guy. But yeah, I was impressed. The music's really dope. Oh, cool. Well, make sure to link so it. So that's so me. That I can... I can yeah, I'll, I'll tweet it as soon as I post the podcast. Perfect. What's um, your recommendation? I'm about to sneeze, and you're going to have to edit it out. Okay. okay. Maybe because I said that I didn't have to. I'm okay, not so going to edit it, but... <laughs> <laughs> like that would have totally online. Generally make. Um, okay, so <laughs> my recommendation is actually um, the first book I ever purchased for myself um, when I was 15. I dug okay. it out of, like, a, the basement. Um, and it's nice. called The Movies of My Life um, by Elvis. The what? It's called The Movies of My Life. I know. It's the funny. Movies of My Life. Because <laughs> now I work with you. Um, right. So it's by Alberto 
Pigue. I I'm slaughtering his last name. Right. We, um, you already put out the disclaimer. Yes, he's um a Chilean writer. And uh, basically, it's it's a novel, but I have a feeling that it's like kind of autobiographical. I'm not sure. One um, of those. Yes, but basically, he the character um, explains or, or kind of uh, tells the story of his life through the, the films that he's seen um, from his childhood. Oh, cool. Present day, and and how they influenced him. And there's also like a story. Um, you know, of him is like. How old is it? It was written in. I got it in two thousand four. Okay, so it, it came out around then. Yes. Okay. Um. So, yeah, it was. It's funny that um that that was like kind of the first the first book that I ever purchased for myself, which was like written by this South American author, and it's like all about film, um, mm-hmm. because. <laughs> You know, it's only I kind of like read this book and then never looked back at either kind of one of one of those things. And now right, here I am right. kind of rediscovering uh, my love right. for Latin American uh, novels. And and I, it'd be around the same time that I kind of accidentally dug this out of the basement when I was cleaning. Um, so it's right. been like really like fun to to kind of go back well, and, cool. and read it. And also like that actually sounds like something I'd be interested in because like the idea of movies telling your your life story. I mean, it's almost like that's me. <laughs> right. Or just like the, the different ways that we can, we can explain our life. Like if people were to look at, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's that or like your receipts or, or your, the books that you've read. Um, right. Yeah. I, there was a guy who'd written about his relationship and it was, it was called like my relationship as a mixtape or something. It was a few years ago. I had this book. It was written by a Rolling Stones author. And, uh, writer or whatever and um, it was the same idea it was like he had all his mixtapes from this relationship that he was in and he would like do like chapters I think mm-hmm. based on the songs it was really cool so yeah and it's, it's, I would love to hear how people um, would would choose to lay out or categorize their life whether they would choose books mm-hmm. or films or recipes um, right and or, or what they would do um, so yeah it's it's a fun book um and uh, you should you should definitely check it out. Uh, I'd be really curious to see if um, anybody, or to hear rather, if anybody has actually checked out any of these recommendations and what they thought. Anybody listening, if they've had any, if, look at anything that we've said over the last few episodes or not, and and whether or not you know they're enjoying it or not, it'd be kind of cool to get some feedback. Or whether or not either one of us, hint hint, have done that. Well, I've definitely checked out all my recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, I almost caught you recommending something you hadn't read. When? <laughs> remember, it was like a few days ago when you were like, you, I can't remember what it was. You were saying something. I'm, gonna, I'm like, you haven't read that. <laughs> You're like, so? <laughs> <laughs> I want you to remember what it was. Uh, um, you, have it to, was you have to find out and tell me. That's amazing. It was either a movie or a book. I can't remember. That's but it was something. Bullshit. It was a big topic of conversation that day. So we, we want to talk about. It. And I was like, but Kevin, <laughs> that's some bullshit. I would try, and you'd be like, eh, no, nope, try again. That was oh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. All right, cool. So I guess that's the uh, that's I hate the news for for today. For the first week of March, and next week we'll you know, be back because I have I have something amazing. 
um, oh, that yeah? I can't wait to share with you. Well, me which... too, actually. But Ooh, good. <laughs> um, I am going to read you, when I was cleaning out the basement, I mm-hmm. found um, the papers I wrote for film, my film classes oh, that's in university. Cool. And, that's cool. Um, we'll make fun of are... it. Oh, they're, oh, they're, they're great. So, um, oh, you know, because... I was thinking, go on. Oh, because I didn't think film was an art form. So, right, you know, I remember that you said arguments about it. Um, so, <laughs> uh, what was it? Gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say, oh yeah, I, I, since we kind of have been slacking a little, maybe mm-hmm. we should just do another one soon. Yeah, we. There's no reason we can't do two, you know, or maybe even two next week or something, you know. Yeah. yeah. All, All right, right, cool. See you guys next Talk week soon. then.